I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And we're self-misguided. Okay, so today's episode is going to be on cortisol. Yeah. So we both did some research, and it was so funny because we ended up, we did it <laughs> separately. <laughs> we ended up using some of the same sources. Yeah. I love that for us. Well, it's not even shocking, I guess. No. We, great minds, right? Yes. <laughs> Delusional minds? Yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about in our catch-up. Uh, okay. okay. So we have to, like, side note this. Um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Did you see the that? The most public date there ever was. <laughs> so, um, fun fact about my household. I will not be taking any criticism at this time. Ryan is a Cowboys fan. And last night, Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game with yep. Travis Kelsey. And my favorite meme that has come out of this has been... Travis Kelsey went to a Taylor Swift concert with a friendship bracelet and a dream, and that's the level of Delulu I want to be. <laughs> that man just, he made it happen. Yeah. I do appreciate the fact that she's, like, going away from her traditional style of men, because, yeah. like, I'm not into skinny men, so. I'm excited for her. I know. I am. Anyway, so the text conversation that almost got me divorced last time, <laughs> I literally text you and Danielle, and I said, hold yeah. on, guys, sorry, I'm about to get divorced. We were trying to talk about it. I was, I text Ryan and I said, um, Taylor Swift left with Travis Kelsey. Sorry, I'm a Chiefs fan for the time being. <laughs> and he sent me a gift that was like, I will fully divorce you. I said, I was a Swifty before I was your wife. And he goes, I was a Cowboys fan before you even knew who she was. The Cowboys lost yesterday. I was like, I bet Taylor Swift plays better football than the Cowboys. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I didn't know you were a Swifty. Why oh. did we not go to a concert? That's not for me. Oh. <laughs> no thanks. That's why when I said earlier, I was like, Megan Trainer was talking about going on tour and I'm going to be there. And you I just could like, probably do Megan Trainer. I feel like that's not as bad as. I want to. I, I just probably. Bucket I list for me. I know you're like anti bucket list, but. <laughs> I don't feel I like will we should be sell planning my house. on our deaths. I will sell my house to go on a. Go to Megan Trainer. Anyway, speaking of us having the Lulu brains, <laughs> Travis Kelsey is Delulu, and look at how that's working out for him. <laughs> and I just, I love all of the memes yeah. that are coming out of it and everything. Like, I'm fully here for this. I'm actually going to pull up some. We're going to get into our topic here in 20 minutes, like normal. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to share what some of my favorite Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift memes have been. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, like, a true Swifty. Like, I love her music and stuff and, like, but I'm, like, I, I, I saw it on the news or whatever and I was, like, oh, that's that's cool and cute, you know, and, and just yeah. went to bed. I just, I appreciate the, like, it's, this is more, like, a Travis Kelsey appreciation thing than yeah. it is a Swifty thing, but I don't care about football. I care about Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... Taylor Swift is the football industry. Uh, the international look for bro, be cool, don't mess this up for me. <laughs> and it's the like so look funny. on his face they were leaving. Well, that person was like hiding around a corner and they're both like, oh, hey. Being a Swifty will have you invested in things happening in their most random places. Like, why is this the second time this year I've cared about what's going on in Kansas City? And obviously this person is from somewhere else, but Kansas yeah. City is like two hours from us. Yeah. So this is our neck of the woods. I'm here for it. Remember when Barbies took back Barbie Land by distracting all the kids? And it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the new Spar movie. 
I just know oh. Taylor is going to write an absolute bop about this car ride. It's the car ride of them leaving the <laughs> <Yeah>. stadium. <laughs> the good news is we're only a couple of years away from a Taylor Swift album full of bangers ripping on a Kansas City Chiefs player. <laughs> Fine. I will become a football girly if Taylor says so. I know they did not just ask Mahomes if he felt pressures from the Swifties. Oh, I did see that interview. <laughs> So what's funny is, so Alan is like a Pat Mahomes fan, and I think it's because he he literally could have been him, like, if he'd stuck with, like, football, because we're literally the same age as that guy. So I've, like, followed his wife. I, speaking of DeLulu, I love Alan's DeLulu <laughs> I know. He was, he's, like, depressed sometimes, like, oh, that could have been me. So since then, I've, like, followed Brittany Mahomes, obviously, and, like, she has two kids and all this yeah. stuff. And so the one of them that I saw was like Brittany Mahomes not even mattering anymore because Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs games. And I was like, well, yep, that's sad. But I'm also like, since I follow Brittany, I know that she like doesn't really care for all that. Like, yeah, she posts and stuff, but like she's probably like grateful that she gets like a break from being everyone's like memes for a minute. Oh yeah, no, I'm so here for this. I, we fully support Taylor. Again, I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. I support women's rights, but more importantly. I support women's wrong. So however this plays out, it is what it is. <laughs> what if this does play out? Like, what if they get married? What so if there's kids? This, like, how cool? I have two points on her getting married. There's, I, I fell down this TikTok rabbit hole about how people think Travis Kelsey is who Taylor Swift is going to marry because of the dusty XBF theory. So that is, like, where you get out of a long-term relationship and then you date, like, just kind of like a dusty guy. Maybe not looks, maybe not, but like a little sleazy. And they use yeah. Blake Lively as an example. She was with Pin Badgley. When her and Pin Badgley separated, she got with Leonardo DiCaprio. He was the dusty BF. The guy that was just for fun, like not oh. for serious, all of that. After they break up, is with Ryan Reynolds like a month later. And now they have like three kids and they're happy. I think they have four. However many. She just popped one out. Anyway, so. Maddie Healy from the 1975 is the dusty BF in this theory. She was with Joe for like six years. Maddie Healy is this... Apparently, man, I don't know. I love the 1975. I'm not investigating band members of any band any longer. It never leads to anything good. Um, he's the Dusty BF, so she starts dating Travis Kelsey. He is like the good stand up Midwestern guy. So it's the next person? Yeah, it's like oh, okay. that's her wife. Like that's their husband. So that's the theory, right? Well, but, see, this is how much, like, I'm not a Swiftie, because I don't know who she's been with or, like, dated or anything, so that's oh. what I'm like, I'm it's, not a, it's okay, I love you anyway. Will you jam out with me? That's all I need to know. Yeah. Apparently not at a concert, though. Ryan is not a Swiftie, was not a Swiftie. Um, when we first started talking, was right when Folklore came out, and, like, obviously, like, Folklore resonated with me, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm really listening to it. He listened to it all the way through twice, so he could talk to me about it. Aw. Oh, isn't that cute? Uh, Alan's a Swifty. Good. There'd be a time where she'd it's come like on the, the radio and he'd be like, stop talking. T-Swift's on. We, this is actually an episode we're not going to bash Alan. Oh, I already did. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. So, Alan would be one of those husbands, like, at the Taylor Swift concert, like, videoing his wife and, like, learning all the words of the songs. Like, yeah. Ryan definitely knows all of the words of the song now. Yeah. And he knows this is a Taylor Swift household. But, and I'm not a Kardashian hater by any means, so this next thing is really funny. Kim Kardashian announced that Usher was doing the Super Bowl yesterday. And, like, where'd that go? Like, no, no one, one even cares. cares. NFL's bio on TikTok right now is Taylor was here at 9 23 on the so day cool. the Super Bowl halftime show was announced. Nothing yeah. about that. All of this. T- and listen, I know, like, I love all the puzzles of, like, Taylor Swift did this and that. Oh, yeah. How reputation era is that? <laughs> Ooh. 
and me. Also, she's about to drop 1989 Taylor's version. Yeah. And the outfit he wore yesterday, like his like that he arrived at the game in his pregame outfit, and I guess the outfit he left the game in was the color scheme, right? Well, someone found it, and it was like a, like the name of the outfit is like 1989, like kids TV, something like that. It's like literally in the name of the outfit Travis Kelsey wore to the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying anything, but. So yeah, what we here here. Uh, by Kids Super Studio, 1989 bedroom painting set. I don't know how accurate that is. I got it off a of TikTok, not fact checking it, but that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, is that I almost got divorced yesterday because I am a Swifty above all else. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Danielle's gonna be so bummed she missed I this know. rant because Danielle also a Swifty. Yeah, well, know. when she can, she'll be back after she goes. I oh. know, but like that just seems like a nightmare to try to attend. That's like, it's not that I live for that. I can handle that. I don't know what like. Okay, you're I parking can, then. That's fine. <laughs> that's all, that's all fine. Um, but no, you we can't because they're now like three thousand dollars a ticket. I so. know they're insane. I'll listen for my car. We can have our own little concert. <laughs> Have Charlotte sing for us. Aww. Get her, like a karaoke mi- microphone. Jack would be the one to do it. I tell you, he's a rock star. We love that for Jack. Anyway, how's your cortisol right now? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um. So today's episode, we're gonna be discussing cortisol. Can you quit hitting the lamp? <laughs> I wanna f- that lamp up. But I sh- listen. You're the one who turns it on, too. I need it. You want to know something really bad? I forget to turn... Like, we forget to turn it off when we leave here, and it's, like, three days later before it gets turned oh. off. Every I'll single I'll try time. to remember to turn it off. Um, but, so, I feel like we should discuss why yeah. we are discussing cortisol. Yeah. So, we should talk about what it is, because anytime I would talk to Ashley about, like, my stress, she'd be like, it's your cortisol levels, and I was like, oh, that's cool, like, you know... Fancy word. She knows what it means. I I had no idea, honestly. And so, you know, a quick Google search tells you what it is. And so I just immediately ordered some <laughs> cortisol supplements. And so. So I have like a quick definition from the Cleveland Clinic. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm not going to pronounce that word right, glucocorticoid hormone. Yep. That your adrenal gland produces and releases. Cortisol is an essential hormone that affects almost every organ and tissue in your body. It plays many important roles, including regulating your body's stress response, mm-hmm. helping control your body's use of fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, uh, or your metabolism, suppressing inflammation, regulating blood pressure, regulating blood sugar, and helping control your sleep-wake cycle. Yeah. So it literally affects almost every organ and tissue in your body. It's a hormone. Yeah. Like, essential for functioning. And it kind of got caught up, got brought up, because you've been in this rut with like progress in your like body changes with your fitness goals yeah and i truly believe it's due to your cortisol yeah and again not a doctor (laughs) um you are my therapist literally (laughs) needs to be our podcast slogan is not a doctor um you're just you're someone who is in fight or flight mode you're like constantly under high levels of stress that is gonna drive me insane um 
But you're under, like, you're constantly under high levels of stress. You're solo parenting when Alan's gone. I truly, like, believe being a stay-at-home parent is one of the most stressful jobs. Um, You have two toddlers. You also take care of your nephew throughout the day, who's a baby. Mm-hmm. An adorable one. Yeah. Um, Probably the best kid of the three. But <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> you're under, like, these high levels of stress. And you have this family history where you have lived in fight-or-flight mode all your life. And I truly don't believe you've exited that. And so I think a lot of your problem is due to your stress levels. Yeah. And just like I, this is a very like buzzworthy, like hot buzzword kind of podcast right now. Because like this is a huge up and coming topic in the wellness field and like that kind of stuff. So take that with like what it is. We are not doctors. We are not (laughs) professionals. We did some research. We we have some sources we'll share. And this is just things we've learned and listened yeah. to and what from we, others. And what we've experienced. So we're like fourth-hand information <laughs> at this point. So when I first started talking about it, you first researched it, do you feel like... I mean, like, how did it, like, make you feel? Like, do you feel like I was just kind of, like, dismissing you or... No, honestly. And what I love about our, like, friendship is there's... You honestly feel more adultier than me, which, I mean, you are a little bit older than me, but you've experienced a lot more than me, a lot more healthy things than me, like being able to, like, deal with stress and, like, have good, like, coping skills and stuff like that. And so whenever you were telling me about it at first, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. But then I, I, like, looked into it because, like, it felt like something, now it's something that I'm, like, very aware of. Yeah. Something I would have, I never even knew about or thought about, but now I'm, like, super aware and I will, like, I try to do what I can to help, like, uh, regulate it. So, am I talking too loud? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, when I looked into it, and I lo- I found out that it's not just, it's not just, like, a simple, like, take a simple vitamin. Like, there's more than just, like, one thing you can do to help it. More, like, natural ways, too. Yeah, there's, like, definitely ways to do it, like... Outside of supplementation, which we're going to get into, yeah. like, all of our ways to, um, to, like, manage it or with what we've heard. So, in regards to me being more adultier than you, something <laughs> I used to say all the time, like, I, like, when I was, like, moved out on my own, I was 19, yeah. I'd call my dad and I'd be like, help, I need an adultier adult. Mm-hmm. And I, like, as far as this kind of stuff is concerned, like, I had very, like, by-the-book parents, um... And so, like, I didn't really have a lot of guidance in, like, homeopathic kind of healing and, like, healing your mind. And I feel like my mom, like, definitely was, like, trying to open a door and let me know it was okay. And that has, like, obviously really allowed me to explore it. But something I try to do, like, in our friendship is, like, Cassie and I have, like, struggled through, like, trying to figure out mental health and how you're supposed to do it and all these other things together. And I, like, try to... Like, not bite my tongue with you. So say things like, hey, have you looked into this? Yeah. Have you done that? So maybe you're not, like, three years down the road listening to a podcast for the first time being like, oh. Maybe if I had known, I could have, like, started working on it sooner. Yeah. I feel that about so many things. So, so I'm glad. That's, like, how I feel about, like, definitely stress and anxiety because I used to be such a... Used to be. <laughs> I was so, so high strong. Yeah. Um, just, like, I'm very type A and so it all kind of, like, fell into that. See, that's, like, I feel like I used to be so much more relaxed. I know parenthood has to do with a lot of that. But I'm, like, I feel myself being so high-strung, like, right now that I'm, like, 
I got to do something. Because I, I often think, like, will I ever feel like I used to? Like, but. No. No. I just. <laughs> It'll just be a different level yeah. of peace, I think. So what I thought was cool is this is also, like, related to, like, circadian rhythm, which is something I learned about just this year, too. And we, I started, I haven't done it lately, but I, I like, looked into and I started doing things in terms of, like, setting my circadian rhythm and all that. And what's cool about it is it's not just, like, like, like anything like this. It's not just, like, one thing. Yeah. Like, you can do, like, certain things, like, help, but there's so many different ways that you can do that. So circadian rhythm is, like, your internal process that like regulates your sleep wake cycle and it like repeats roughly every 24 hours. So it can like the processes in your body, like alertness, sleepiness, appetite, and like body temperature can help like regulate all that. And so when I was doing 75 hard, our first round or my first round, I was getting up first thing in the morning to do my outside workout and like looking near the sun Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. And honestly, it changed the game. Like it really, I'm someone that I'm a night owl. I do not like like getting up early, but I'm a night owl because I can't fall asleep. Usually like I, I could lay there for hours. I could take whatever and I could be completely exhausted from the day. I could have a full day. And although my body's tired, my mind won't stop. And so whenever I started like setting that, And doing that every morning, I was being able to go to sleep by, like, 9.30, and it was amazing. And there is, like, science to show that that's related to, like, cortisol. So cortisol should be spiking in the morning and lowering throughout the day until you, like, as your melatonin kicks in at night, which is, like, another natural, like, hormone in your body. Yeah. I have all, like, my dad is a morning person. I've always been a morning person. And something I know that's, like, really big, like, a big difference is Ryan is a night owl. So one thing I've noticed is I'm big on natural light. Mm -hmm. My living room curtains are sheer. Yeah. Like, you can see through them, essentially. Um, And if it were up to me, I wouldn't have blackout curtains in the bedroom either. Yeah. I would literally have the same thing to where when the sun rose, it came in. And, like, I love natural light. And I feel like that's, like, a really key difference I noticed between, like, morning people and night people is like the amount of natural light you want in yeah like I'll come home and I'm really big like this is a big thing that like I had to like talk to Ryan about when we had Theodore is the lights have to be on during the day Mm -hmm. you have to teach babies when they need to sleep and so I'm really big in the circadian rhythm getting sun one getting sun every single day yep um but another thing that's like a little like a like a little further than that is like I'm big on grounding. Yeah. So which bare, I had no idea about until you told me. So that was cool. Bare feet to the earth. Yeah. Even just a few minutes, and I'm big on Theodore doing it. And there's there's again that's like more homeopathic yeah. and woo woo, but <laughs> that shows that that has like health benefits and other things like that with your immune system and all of that. But I feel like it really does well. Like connect to the earth, connect to the sun, feel it on your face, feel the earth on your toes. Like get daylight get sunlight feel this um to help you wake up and so like the hatch like alarm clock I have like a mimic one like sunlight alarm clock that I got I just couldn't get into it because I'm someone who has used real sun for so long that I can't get behind the artificial stuff um but I think it's like obviously like a good second best yeah I definitely would like encourage people to touch like let the sun touch their skin and like to touch the ground but not and without if, your sunscreen <laughs> not without your sunscreen always wear sunscreen um i mean 
if you're out there for like a minute or two in the morning, like don't yeah. don't stress yourself that much. Um, but yeah, because I, I go out before I've done my skincare. Usually, it's like usually like the first thing I do. Um, but they do have like grounding mats if you're like somewhere like in the city where you can't. But I really would implore people to just try it. It sounds so silly, but it feels so good. Yeah. But yeah, so cortisol is like what helps you get up and wake up, and so. That's great, and you should have healthy levels of that for a lot of reasons that we'll discuss, but think about that. Your cortisol is probably spiking a lot later in the day because of that. So that's probably why you can't get to sleep at night. Like Your mind racing, that's been like linked to high cortisol levels and yeah. things like that. It takes me hours to like wake up. Like Obviously, I get up, but like I'm not fully alert for several hours after I wake up. So... Do you have, like, the next part you want to jump in, or do you want me to? The next part, I've got are, like, symptoms to know if you're, like, high or low cortisol. Okay, so I'll jump in in the middle because I want to discuss um, cortisol in insulin resistance and cortisol in weight gain. And I'll kind of cross with that, but then I have ways to identify. So we'll start with cortisol and insulin resistance. So cortisol actually reduces your insulin sensitivity. Um, it's there to give you like enough energy to sh- get through like a fight or flight. So, like cortisol, if you think ancestrally, like was designed to like help you survive like attacks or things like that. So because glucose or sugar is the body's preferred source of energy, um, cortisol encourages your little liver to produce glycogen. And glycogen is basically the extra glucose from food that your liver stores. It's normal and it's a needed function um, for when you're fasting, when you're sleeping, or if you're in actual danger, like when you need to be in fight or flight mode. It allows you to have energy, so it allows you to have the energy you need. So cortisol plays a role in making you insulin resistant because it plays on the opposite team of insulin. So insulin brings down your glucose, cortisol spikes your glucose. Mm -hmm. So insulin wants to help you store the glycogen and cortisol wants to use it, essentially. So high levels of cortisol lead to insulin like resistance which is how it's designed to in a normal function like we want it to work that way but so this is so that's all from um cleveland uh health and the national health institute and viri.co so viri.co leans a little more woo woo so now more from viri.co is they think a large part of like us being under so much stress and stuff like that is because we're not facing the same levels of a real life danger we used to be, so but we're producing the same level of cortisol. Mm-hmm. So we're not being chased by predators and we're not having like we're not like going through periods of starvation and things like that, but our body is still producing cortisol as if we were. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of the beginning of how cortisol affects weight loss and weight gain. So obviously too low of cortisol can like work against you and produce low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Obviously too high of cortisol can produce high uh, blood sugar and things like that. So a thing with diabetes, um, which both my mother and my mother-in-law have, and they've both been told the same thing when they start entering those severe, severe effects. Like Jill has, um, it's like affecting her eyes. My mom has really bad neuropathy in her feet um, they tell them, like, a way to counteract that is to reduce your stress. Um, so, 
that's I I wanted to touch on like its effect on insulin and things like that because that's kind of the baseline science when it comes to like the effects of weight gain and loss like mm-hmm. to understand like again not a doctor <laughs> don't know a lot about science so if I sound way off the mark I'm sure someone will happily correct me but just kind of like to understand the science of why it's like causing you to gain weight like being right. stressed and stuff like that so. The effects of high cortisol are the inability to sleep, the overeating, because craving sugary foods, we call it stress eating. Yeah. Um, weight, I do that. <laughs> weight gain, bright purple stretch marks on your abdomen, muscle weakness, excessive hair growth in women like body hair, facial hair, and fatigue. Um, so I had like a little cortisol and weight gain and loss effect section. So high cortisol causes your body to crave like more sugary, fatty foods, so a worse diet. It can also decrease your testosterone levels, which makes it harder to build muscle and for you to and so you burn less calories. Just mm-hmm. the more muscle you have, you you burn more calories resting. Yeah. Low testosterone levels makes it harder to keep or to build and keep muscle. So that's why people take tests. Yeah. Um but also being stressed all the time makes you tired, both physically and mentally. So your muscles are breaking down because um, you're in this fight or flight mode. It's wanting to use that. So it makes it harder to lose weight. And higher levels of insulin increase weight gain, which your levels are higher like we just discussed. So those are kind of like the very red from National Library of Medicine, Cleveland clinic were my two main sources and Healthline um, to kind of just discuss like some of the more sciencey side of like cortisol. Right. So to not be super woo-woo about this whole thing, <laughs> um, there's definitely like science to support like being stressed all the time is just flat out not good for you. But it definitely came into a role in our conversation due to um, like us talking about like your weight loss journey. Yeah. So, like, I, did you run across any of that stuff in your research? Yeah, I've got some of that. And I also found that low cortisol levels are basically, obviously, that makes sense. That they, their symptoms of that are, like, the opposite of oh, all yeah. of those. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting, too. Um, I was more looking for, like, obviously ways to reduce your cortisol level. And what's funny about it is... Well, I mean, it all makes sense. And anytime we talked about it, you're like, you just need to lower your stress. And I'm sitting here looking at you like, how the heck do I do that? Right. <laughs> but it's really just a lot of like, you can establish like coping skills and like reducing your load or adding in support and stuff like that. And so while someone tells you like, chill out, you know, you're like, how the heck do I do that? But there are ways to do it. Just. Yeah. I have like a whole. That sounds like a bigger, like that. It's not that easy, you it's know. It's never that easy. So, but. what are some of the ways, like, or symptoms you have, and where did you get them from? Just I, oh, I, so all mine's from Cleveland Clinic. Okay, perfect. Um. So what what did you say? Your symptoms. Oh, so I've been. I've or, been. A, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Are you talking about me or like what I? Either I or everything I found you'd already said. So well, like, yeah, we're on I'm the same like, page. I'm probably gonna hit some of them again. So. So, so what am I? <laughs> no, I talk about. Oh, okay, this. yeah. Talk about so one of, some of the biggest things that I found is I know I am stressed like way too much, and I'm working on that. And um, I've added in a lot of supplements, like adrenal supplements and stuff like that. Um, my biggest thing is I've been in a 
I await rut for two years and I've literally gone, I, we've done 75 hard. I've done different like diets or whatever and worked out like five, six times a week for almost that same amount of time. And I know a lot of it was probably I was stressing too much about like just focusing on weight loss, but I felt like I was doing everything right and nothing was changing. And that really just puts me in like a deeper rut, honestly, because yeah. then I lose the like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I, I, I never really felt like I was like killing myself, I, like, or like, you know, pushing myself too hard. But I feel like I was putting in a lot of work and nothing was coming out of it. So I don't know. I, from the, from the list that we had, that was like mainly the only thing that I know that I have, like, just a stress, basically. So I have like a really, like, I have like a little bit more detailed of a symptom list. And you just like say yes. I'm going to read one. You told me yes or no. Oh, okay. Weight gain, mostly around the midsection and upper back. No, I haven't had any weight gain. I just can't lose it. Yeah, but like, I think if you weren't working out so hard. Oh, yeah. You probably would probably. be experiencing it. Rounding of the face with the weight gain. I don't know. Acne. Yeah. Thinning skin. No. Easily bruising. Yes. Flushed <laughs> face. So you're constantly like blushing, like red face. Yeah. Slowed healing. Yeah. Muscle weakness. Yeah. Severe fatigue. Yes. Irritability. <laughs> I yeah. promise I didn't just yes. find ones that... You're like, let me just think of all the things Val is and I'll just put yeah, them on a list. This is Healthline's complete yeah. list. Difficulty concentrating. Yes. High blood pressure. You don't know. Uh, probably. Honestly, I get like... Are you ready for this one? I did put this one in a separate page and put it all in caps. Headaches. No. You don't get headaches? I Not any like extra. I've had maybe one like migraine in the past month, but... I don't have just like, well, no, actually. I've had I was like, I, we could go through a text right now. Yeah, that's right. Wow. See, I, you should add on there, can't remember anything. I literally cannot remember anything lately. So, what, like, obviously you, you're trying adrenal supplements. Yeah. Um, what else have you, like, found in your research that you've already implemented or that you want to implement? So, I've tried to... One big thing is, like, my consistency. I literally just get through each day. And I have found that if I can get a routine and get my body into, like, a routine, I actually, it performs better. And so, one thing I need to establish more is, like, actually waking up early in the morning. Because then I can set my circadian rhythm and all that and help it. But I found that if I don't have a reason to get up, I don't, like, want to get up. And that comes from, I don't know if that's from that or, like, the fact that I'm not a morning person. And any minutes I can sleep longer, I really enjoy. But um, with the, like, fatigue and stuff, I found that when I take a break from working out, I am fatigued way more. So oh, I would agree. I've been trying to do at least 20 minutes each day to help with that, and it really does. Because I was having some, like, severe back pain, and it's basically gone now. So that's really nice. Um, <laughs> one of them I have is enjoy yourself and laugh, but, like... I haven't really been able to... And I got sick for two weeks. Yeah. How on earth do you laugh without the funniest person you've ever met in your life? So. And then the last one I have was, like, maintain healthy relationships. And I've actually done a lot of work in the past few months of just, like, weeding out anybody that's been, like, detrimental to my, like, mental health. And that has been a, like, game changer. There were so many things that... And social media has, like, a big deal with that. And I want to put on there, like, 
reduce your phone time because that's like super big. And I literally, we were just talking a little bit ago about how I was like, I don't even know why I have Facebook. I don't post the kids anymore and, or at least their faces. And I don't do like life updates. It's no one's business. So it's not like everybody who knows us is like, we'll know everything. And so, and (laughs) you said you keep it for the drama. I literally have, I've blocked or like reduced anybody on there that was any drama anyway. Cause that was what I was feeling was part of my like issue. And so like, I don't even have that on there anymore. So I'm going to like jump off. Like, I feel like I'm in a high horse right now and I'm like, not like, you know, I'm not. Yeah. And that's, but I kind of, for the podcast, I'll like go into a little bit. I've actually really struggled with stress and stress levels. Um, And I am three years older than you. Yeah. And you had a really, really hard childhood, which we've talked about on the podcast before with Faith. Um, And I I didn't have that, but I definitely, like, had a period where I was just, like, so high-strung, so stressed, like, completely all of these. Irritable, yelling, like, always mad, couldn't concentrate, I was sleeping, like, I was, I was taking three-hour naps every day on top of sleeping 10 hours a night. I could if I had the opportunity. Exactly. And, like, just all of this really unhealthy stuff. I went through this, and I am by no means, like, perfect. And if I ever claim to be, one, I'm lying, and two, I failed. Because, like, I want to be someone who continuously improves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about some of the ways I found. I, so I have, like, a broad section which is kind of like the chill out section. And then I have like the more woo-woo ones because I am a little bit more like woo-woo. I am like into these wellness like biohacks and I'm the Huberman husband and all of these things because I think the even if it's a placebo effect, I think those are valid because mental health is part of your health. Mm-hmm. If they mentally make you feel good, then they're effective. Yeah. <coughs> and then I'll kind of talk about some things I've implemented and then like if I, and I made a wish list of what I think, like, if I could make you Aww. a wish list of what to do, I've made it. That's nice. So, um, here's, like, kind of the, like, overall, like, more, like, general ones I found. So, lower your stress. Duh. Eat a balanced diet. Get enough sleep. Build better relationships. And if all else fails, take supplements. So, I kind of want to, like, jump around to the build better relationships. And we really talked about that. And I am someone that, like, really has, like, stress, like, cutting out people and, like, being really respective. Like, I know we just talked about in the last, or our catch-up episode, that I missed my little brother's birthday because I'm no contact with my stepmom. Yeah. And all of that. And one thing for me is, like, I preach on this and I have these really hard boundaries and I talk about it a lot. But it was the hardest struggle when I went through my journey of, like, stress and anxiety is, like, cutting out people or, like, creating really healthy boundaries with people who weren't good for my mental health. Right. And I think there is a flip side of this, and this is something I've had to sit down and do. You need to be able to acknowledge when you're not good for someone else's mental health. and If they can't remove you, remove yourself. Yeah. So I think that's, like, really big, and that was also, like, that was also part of my journey was, like, Realizing that, like, maybe I'm the Debbie Downer to some of my, like, the people in my life, and I need to remove myself. Or, like, as they remove themselves, I don't acknowledge they were doing it for good reasons. Right. And, like, really reflect inwardly on that. Um, 
So, like, I think that's, like, a really underrated topic. Like, when it comes to stress, is the people around you. (coughs) I actually just saw something the other day. I don't know if you'll agree with it or not, but it was, like, if you're... If someone's setting boundaries with you, it's because they want to keep you in their life, not, like, just shut you out. 100%. And I think boundaries, buzzword, hot topic word, it's really being used to manipulate a lot of things, I think. So they're getting a bad rap. But boundaries really are that. They are just a way to, like, make relationships digestible. Yeah. And, like, you're exactly right. I have never set boundaries with someone I didn't want in my life because if I didn't want in my life, I just walked away from them. Yeah, it's literally like the opposite of like, you know, when you grew up, you had all these people in your family and people would act a certain way and be like, oh, that's just how they are. And I'm like, absolutely not. That is not how they are with me because I won't allow it. So I definitely like have two camps. Like my mom is very much like they're your family and my dad is very much like family is what what you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I got a really healthy dose of that, like both sides of that. For me, it was, like, always, like, friendships because I do struggle to, like, make friends. Like, I'm socially awkward sometimes. And that's, it's, like, so, I, a lot of people, as an adult, like, I can see why people think that. But, like, as a teenager and stuff, I have very few friends. And it's this, I have a lot of, I have a lot of black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. And I really struggle to see the nuance of situations. So, to me, it's, like... Everything is as simple as the sky is blue, it's not, you know, green. Right. And then there are some people like, well, it's this. It's like, teal. I'm like, no, it's blue. If you would have asked uh, Jack the other day, he would have told you it was purple. Yeah. I like. I, I feel like, like, like when you talk to a four-year-old and they're so matter-of-fact, that's how I feel about something. Well, he actually wasn't wrong because we were in the car and out the regular windows. I and mean, the, I had tint on my tinted, windows. Yeah. On the top, yeah. And he was like, Mom, it's purple. I was like, no, it's not. And he's like, look up. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, so, like, I really struggled with that, and, like, I have a hard time, like, watching people make decisions I wouldn't make, Mm -hmm. and that's a me thing, so I did struggle with, like, that, so I was really, like, I was someone who let friends walk all over them for a really long time, like, a really large part of my life, let my friends, like, treat me however and use me and walk in and out of my life as they pleased, and... Like, it's just, like, I had two very close friendships, like, end. One, I, I mean, like, we had been friends since kindergarten. And we ended, like, in adulthood. Wow. Like, in my 20s. And it was, like, I never called people out. I never, like, did this. And, like, they were actually someone who kept, like, disappearing for, like, large parts and then coming back. Yeah. Like, nothing happened. And I just... It's, like, self-respect. Like, they, like, respect you. Yeah. And it's, like... You're, like, I won't let you treat me this way because I respect myself more than you do. 110%. Yeah. 110%. So, but I think that's, like, a really underrated part of the conversation is the relationships. Well, dealing with that, like, with friends and then also dealing with that with, like, family, that is so hard. (coughs) And what people think, like, boundaries, like, oh, you know, they're just being mean or whatever, and I'm, like... That is, it's hard making those decisions. It's It's harder to carry them out and to stay consistent with them. And as hard as it feels, like in the moment, like you know it's right for your life and your family. Well, if you would like some peace of mind as someone who's been setting boundaries for the greater part of the last eight years, 
in like a year or two, it won't feel hard anymore. Right. It'll feel normal. Like it'll well, it'll feel peaceful. Yeah. Like that's actually something that like is like, like with like just in reference to my stepmom. That's what it is. Like I feel so bad whenever, like my stepsister calls me because I can no longer sympathize with her because our parents are insane people, and. I just, like, I'm at peace now because I've made this decision. And I don't force it upon anyone else. And I don't force anyone else to, like, cater to me. I've just, like, made this this call, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it, like, it will, it, it gets easier and it gets more peaceful. And, like, that's, like, what you do it for, right? It's the yeah. years. And then you do it because, like, you shield your kids from it. Yeah. So... Um, eating a balanced diet, I actually feel like your diet is like one of the best areas of your life. So I have yeah. no, no wish list for you there. Um, lower your stress. That's really everything we're going to talk about. Take supplements. Yeah. So literally in our catch up, we talked about all of our supplements. One of the new ones I'm implementing is hydrogen. And it's like, that's one thing it actually like people claim it helps with is, so I'm taking, I'm going to start taking the molecular hydrogen. I think I might do... <coughs> either weekly updates or monthly updates on like TikTok and Instagram and I'll share them to our podcast page as well. Yeah. Because they say you really need to take it for four months consistently to see how it affects. So I'll let everyone know. But I've taken adrenal supplement. Um, but let's kind of talk about like getting enough sleep. And here's where my wish list starts with you. So setting your circadian rhythm is something that I really had to implement the hardest thing for me when it came to this, and something that every now and then I still do, watching TV before bed. So blue light is actually really bad for you and your circadian rhythm, and that's like your phone and your computer and your TV. And so really, about an hour, an hour and a half before you go to bed, you shouldn't be on your phone. You shouldn't be watching TV. You shouldn't be on your computer. You should be like de-stressing or we're at bare minimum, we're blue light blocking glasses. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> the problem with that... Not a problem. It's an excuse, but I have, I could wear them. I'd have to get a prescription once though, probably, because I can't see the like. Yeah. So TV. I, I is very my much, phone, but you watch TV at night, like to fall asleep yeah. because it's a comfort thing. I was the exact same way. I literally set the sleep timer because I'll fall asleep like right before. I couldn't even. I, I couldn't can't even imagine. Have to turn off in the middle of the night. It's so weird to like think about laying there to fall asleep to nothing. So. I couldn't, like, so talking about the sleep timer, it could not shut off in the middle of the night, otherwise I would wake up. I had to have my TV on all night long. I, it's more of an anxiety thing because... I know. With Alan not there most of the time, like, laying there, I'll hear everything. Yeah. And I'll think I hear things. And I'll get up 500 times to make sure everyone's, you know... That's like... I have cameras, even. And I could look at them, and I'll still want to go downstairs to make sure. My entire, like, adult, like, living outside of my home... My first husband worked nights, then he traveled, then he worked nights, and then I lived on my own, and then Ryan worked nights up until, like, Recent, six months yeah. ago, like, seven, or five months ago. Wow. Has it, and I think it's, yeah, about five months ago, because I was trying to, Theodore went into his own room at, like, seven yeah. months, and I was trying to push it off till Ryan came to days, but I was, like, the week before. Yeah. Um. That was a hard week. <laughs> not for Theodore, just yeah. for me. So, I get it. Every bump, and I'm a scaredy cat, so every bump in the night, I get it, but... You're fine. Um, (coughs) 
laying there with your eyes closed, pretending to be asleep, is regenerative, regenerative for your brain, just like sleepiness. So it's still better to do that than to yeah. lay awake, tossing and turning on your phone, TV, trying to go to what sleep. What about music? Do you think that's fine? <coughs> I don't, I like, I don't want to like say yes or no. I can right. just do some research. Because you're not a doctor. <laughs> well, I just thought something I ever like did. There are like certain like frequencies and like hertz and stuff like that that are like supposed to be really good for that. So I'm sure there's something that's like really great for that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, I would. Um, definitely, I think, like, uh, on the Skinny Confidential, <laughs> her, on Lauren Bostick's blog, she talks about, like, that, and so she has a bunch of information on that, but, okay. um. That we, would probably be the biggest thing I'll struggle with. Yeah. That's, like, I, I think, and, like, I think part of it is, like, you're obviously, like, it's falling asleep, so I think you should set, like, a nighttime routine. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, mine is. Oral care, always before skincare. Yeah. Skincare, supplements. Then I lay down in bed. Sometimes I'll read. Sometimes I won't. And you're already... So one thing I struggle with is, like, really your room should be, like, 68 degrees. That's, like... Or, like, colder. The colder it is. It's, yeah, I can't do that. That's too cold for me. Um, dark. All of that stuff. Um, so, like, yeah, like, setting your circuit and then, like, waking up early. This is This is the thing that I'm still struggling with is, like... Getting out of bed when your alarm clock rings. Not snoozing, which Ryan is probably laughing his ass off in the other room. <laughs> but there for a while I was doing really good and I did the like thing. So my alarm would go off and I would literally physically count down from five and then get out of bed. Yeah. It works for me if I put my phone like on the dresser where I can't. I have to stand up because we have a tall dresser. So I have to yeah. stand up to get it. That's what I was doing. So, so I'm like if I can get out of bed, I'll probably stay up. But. Yeah. That's, like, obviously my hardest thing. So, again, this, like, comes from the fact that I'm not, like, preaching for my high horse. These are where I struggle. <laughs> but, like, getting a good bedtime routine, it's, like, it's like when you talk about getting a baby to bed. Yeah. Do the same thing every night, and then they start to think it's bed. Yeah. Your body's going to do the same thing. I know, but then, like, I feel like whenever it gets messed up, it's, like, we just took Charlotte's binkies away, so she's been wanting to sleep in my bed, and, like, since I'm, like, we're on our last week of our rotation. I'm on, like, on fumes. So, I'm, like, I'm not going to fight her. She can sleep in my bed, which I love it anyway. Yeah. But I'm, like, I'm having a hard time being able to do all the things I need to do after I put the kids to bed and still get, like, my stuff done. I literally couldn't even take a shower last night because I was so exhausted. And Charlotte wouldn't, like, go lay down. She wouldn't follow me around. It was just, like, a nightmare. This is, like, something I do, too. It's, like, this... I call it the spiral cycle. Probably not the... But, like... You spiraled into, like, being so exhausted that you can't do the things you need for regenerative sleep. And so it's just going to keep spiraling worse. Yeah. I definitely get that. I literally asked Alan whenever he comes home if there was, like, one day where I could just sleep the whole day. Yeah. Like, I need to recharge. And And then you're going to lay out and I'll be able to sleep. Yeah, I know. But, like... Like, even if I could just lay in bed and relax all day, like, he can bring me food and... Just leave me alone. I just need, like, a day of no responsibilities. So this is actually, so this is, like, I didn't even think of this because I've been doing it for so long. I started it, like, back in college. I don't work from my bed. Or I don't, like, hang out in there and watch TV or do anything like that. Yeah. I am in my bed if I'm, like, going to bed. Right. (coughs) And that's something that really helped, like, separate that. Like, okay, bed is a place for sleep, like, mentally. Right. Um, 
actually when COVID first hit and I was working from home, I did that for like a week and then I realized I couldn't go to bed anymore and then it clicked for me that I had to like set up a workspace outside. Oh, I definitely don't like Hank because like, you know, we have a two-story house and I, I sometimes don't even see my room until I'm like going to go lay down to get in bed. Yeah. But yeah, like if I, if like my, like for your sleep, my wish list for you, my number one thing would be like working towards not falling asleep with the TV on. Um, and then obviously like a nighttime routine and a morning routine, like getting out to the sun. But that, I think that's like your starting point is mm-hmm. the TV because that was my starting point. Okay. So I want to talk about exercise and this really does like sound a little finger pointy because I <laughs> love hit workouts. I love CrossFit. Yes. I love high intensity. I think you should try for at least a month only low intensity because that's actually what a lot, like in the research and the things I've heard, a lot of people say that like they can't do that. Like high intensity workout stresses them out too much. Right. <coughs> so that way it like, then they like are not losing weight because they're, they're actually in fight or flight mode. Yeah. So that's like one of the big things. Um, that a lot of people find is they, like, do these high-intensity workouts and they never calm down. Like, they never have, like, the downslope of them. Um, so that would be, like, my next thing. And that is something you'd have to try, like, long-term, like, 30 days. So that would be, like, number two on my wish list for you is, like, to try only low-intensity workouts for 30 days. I mean, if you give me some suggestions, I will definitely try it. Um, again, this is, like, this is where I say it's a little finger pointy. I don't do low. Like, I mean, I know. what do you think well, about it's like, when what we do you go think to the of... gym? That's low intensity. Yeah. Because it's not like, hey, it's not rushed through the sets. I haven't, I definitely haven't done any like high intensity or like cardio. Like, like I, I have my, I try to do more weight things than anything. Yeah. But is it like, is it, do you, are you resting like a minute at least in between sets or you do like 10 seconds, pick up the next one, 10 seconds? Yeah. I try to get it over with. <coughs> That's still my heart rate high does get pretty high. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I can't, I, like you, you just said earlier something about doing yoga and I was like, it's too slow. I don't know. I want to get it over with. And so I, I definitely, but that, I, that's like part of your, that's like part of the thing. That's like I part love of walks it, though. though. Like I love going on walks. Oh yeah, that's I great. Just, it's hard to do right now because like neither kid wants to be in a stroller and <laughs> they don't like to keep walking. They have to stop every five seconds, which, which I is, guess. Yeah, it's probably good. I don't know why. But it's like, but, th- but that's it, right? You're in this cycle. At, like, I'm the same way. I can't stand doing yoga. Like, I can't stand, like, I literally get through the walks with Samson by reminding myself that him sniffing is going to make him sleep through the night. Because again, yeah. <laughs> my one and a half year old dog has a worse time sleeping through the night than my one year old baby. Um, Just in case anyone was considering getting a puppy. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> but that's like, I struggle with it too. But that's, that's it. This, like, rush, that mentality is the problem. Yeah. Um, but I, and I think, like, I think that's kind of where I struggle. I don't do high-intensity workouts to get through them. I just do them for something different. Because, like, when I go and I lift heavy, I do, obviously, we've been talking for a while, and I'm still kind of sick, so I keep coughing. But, obviously... Um, I do like rest. I, cause I read somewhere one time that it's like, it's better for muscle development to rest like a minute or two between each sets. So I'll time my rest the same way I time my, like I would time my running or anything like that <coughs> to get the best out of them. But yeah, low intensity workouts would be my second thing for you just from like what I read and really like all the supplements and stuff like you're already trying. So I don't have that. And, like your diet's really great. 
like lowering your stress. Um, your relationships, like obviously you still have like all of this like other stuff. You're still coming down from that. And I, so I think like as long as you're like still giving yourself grace, you'll be good there. Um, but yeah, like, and then my big one for me, the game changer for me was I stopped consuming caffeine before I had any food. I have stopped drinking coffee in the morning, and I'll have breakfast and my vitamins. And then, doesn't it feel so yeah. much better? It's like game changing. Yeah, I still want it. Like I like half the yeah. time, like I'm gonna DoorDash your coffee or something, and I don't. But yeah, well, that Ting stuff I gave you isn't caffeine. It's vitamin. It's B vitamins. Okay. So I've I've like I've limited caffeine to 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. If I started at 2 p.m., I'll finish it. But 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I don't try, I try not to drink caffeine after that. I t- literally had a Diet Coke tonight. Yeah. Not perfect. But just like as a general, like again, it's the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, I could not believe what an effect drinking caffeine after food had on my life. Game changer. There were times where I was just drinking coffee for breakfast. Like I wasn't oh, having anything else. Or maybe even, maybe a banana. But like. I wouldn't have anything until 10 or 11. I literally, like, I had a period where Red Bull was my diet. I had never thought I was, and it sounds bad to say, like, was that person. But, like, when I think about it now, I'm like, I I definitely was. Just because it wasn't energy drinks. Like, it was still coffee and it was, yeah. What One thing I like, though, is I used to be someone who would add, like, you pour the sugar in there until it, like, fills up the cup. And I added some sugar into my coffee because I was like, I only had a little bit of creamer. It was, like, two weeks ago. And it was too sweet. And I, I, I didn't even drink it. I was like, well, that's nice. I'm, you know, I don't think I'll ever drink black coffee, but I was, it was nice that I didn't have to add so much stuff to it. Yeah, that's like definitely like, it's so weird as you grow up and like your taste change. Yeah. Um, and then like, I journal as kind of like a way to see how like supplements or different things like that are affecting me. But that's like a really good, like a lot of people find a lot of satisfaction in that. Did you just write how, like, how you're feeling or, like, or how... Kind of that. I, like, try to rate my stress levels. Like, I try to rate, like, like I'll try to rate the thing that made me the most angry if something calmed me down. I was definitely, like, someone who would let one bad thing, one thing that could have just been ten minutes of stress, ruin my day, ruin yeah. my week. Put me in a whole bad mood for the rest of the day. It's not, <coughs> yeah. it's not fair to yourself to do that. Yeah. See, I'm, like, I want to journal and stuff like that. And I usually, like, I can start. I'm the worst at, like keeping up with it I think that's like the I'm not, I don't do it like I'm really bad about doing it every day I giving yourself you in your routine grace to just like allow yourself to fail like when it comes yeah. to some of this stuff like that because if you're saying if you're like if a week passed you're like well I haven't journaled all week there's no point in doing it now like that like I mean now you're just making it eight days instead of seven that you didn't journal yeah so my I'm like oh forgot to journal better like I'm just gonna go do it real quick right. those kind of things so that's something I really do is, like, I try to allow myself. Same thing with, like, I had, like, watched TV, like, two two nights ago. I watched TV two nights in a row to go to sleep. I could have been like, well, I quit. Like, I, I did it, so now I'm just going to give up. And so I said, oh, I've got to get back on track. So, like, I think that's, like, you have to allow yourself room to fail so you don't turn a bad two days into just, like, going back to a bad lifestyle kind of yeah. thing. Makes sense. Which is, like, definitely something I know we both struggle with. I definitely feel like, I, especially with, like, working out, I am someone that can't do it alone. It's not necessarily I, I can't, like, work out alone. I could definitely do that. But unless I, I do better when I'm doing something, like, with someone. 
Yeah. And I was literally telling Alan about this the other day, and I was like, I want to start, like, a, a workout routine. I even, like, wrote out, like, a list of stuff I'd like to do each day. And I was, you know, I was like, I don't want to do this alone. He's like, oh, well, I don't want to do that, but maybe I'll do something else. And I was like, I'm literally asking you to do this with me. <laughs> or at least tell, I was like, I literally said, you don't have to do it. Just tell me you did it. And then I'll, like, you know, yeah. it's like a competition thing. And that's, like, a really good crutch, but sometimes, like, I think you should do things alone. Yeah. I know. I definitely. Learn. Yeah. Because, like, I used to be the same way. Like, I couldn't, I wouldn't go by myself. I couldn't do that. I didn't want to do that. And then, like, again, I had gotten married young, just like you did, like, my first time. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, a lot of times I wouldn't go to the gym unless my ex-husband was going. And, like, then I would just walk on a treadmill because, and then I, but I also didn't like to go, like, do the same thing he did kind of thing. And there were so many things I never wanted to do alone. Yeah. And so they, I never did them because like, that's just how life was. So I never did so many things because I was scared of doing them alone. And then I was alone. Like then I got divorced and I, like we separated and yeah. I was on my own and then I started doing things alone. I'm, I want like, obviously I don't want to go through that to like no, realize no, no, no. that, but I definitely have realized it this year that that is a problem for me. Like oh, I'm not 100%. living life like I could be. And I, it was mainly proven on a trip I went on this summer, and I had the worst time. I was literally ready to go home the first day, like, right after we got there late that night. Because there was a lot of it I I was going through alone. And I was like, I don't want to do this if I'm going to be alone. I mean, the point of the trip was we were there with other people, but that's when I realized, like, that's a problem. Like, I yeah. should be fine with do, spending some time by myself, whatever. But, so, that's definitely a big thing for me. Well, it's just, like, obviously, this is, like, a sad thought, but, like, one day the kids are going to leave. Like, they're going to start families of their own. Oh, and you and Alan can't spend every weekend second together. Like, that's, you yeah. need, like, people, people need to find solace in themselves. Yeah. Um, I think, like, Ryan is, like, such a good example of this. Like, Ryan is, like, so fine, like, going out to restaurants alone, going out, like, to do, like, when he started playing magic at this like where he is now like he didn't know anyone he just knew they offered magic and showed up one night and he's made this like really good group of friends like doing things alone is like it's fulfilling in an aspect and it's like I think again this comes from the fact that like you and Alan have been together like since you were so young um you've never really had to yeah and like but that's kind of like it is like what if, like, what if you you and Alan separated and you didn't have the kids for a week, every other week, and you were alone? Would you not do anything? Like, how much of life are you missing? Even now, like, how much of life are you missing out on because you don't want to do things alone? Yeah. Like, and, like, we've talked about with the kids, like, not wanting to do things, like, with by yourself with the kids, and I think that's a different level of, like, complexity. That's, like, anxiety of that somebody might, like, you know, try to take my kid. Yeah, it's, like, like a whole different thing. But, like, as far as, like, doing these, like, really weird wellness things that I do, like, Ryan has no interest in doing them, Mm -hmm. so I'm doing them, like, alone. I mean, like, this is, like, not a diss on Ryan. This is, like, just something, like, I've learned to do these things alone, like, because they're for me. They're not for us, and, like, I think... My initial reaction when you said you were going to do 75 part again was, oh, I need to do it with her. But then I was like, no, she's got this. She she needs to figure it out and, like, stumble through, like, doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't want to do it right now. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let her, like, take this on. And, like, the fact that you're trying again and again and again just shows that, like, you have that desire. 
you have this like strong desire to like become someone else. And I think something about like that time alone that I had spent, like it made me like a better person and it made me a better wife. It made me a better mom because like I have a lot more just like, again, this is like where some of my self-confidence comes from. Like I'm, I'm sound knowing that if everything around me falls apart, Ashley and I, we're okay. Mm-hmm. I can do this because I can be alone and I know I can um, and I know I'm going to survive. And so then it just like, it gets less scary. Like some of those scary things get less scary. It's like that whole, my record for surviving bad days is 100% kind of mentality. Yeah, that's good. But that's not, at, doing things alone has nothing to do with cortisol. <laughs> I just got brought up. It's healthy habits, it's fine. Yeah. No, but like I'm definitely not perfect. Like the waking up with my alarm is like where I'm really struggling as we yawn because it's 8.56 p.m. I know everyone so teases me about like wanting to be in bed by a certain time, but <laughs> no, one, no like one's teasing when I was like 10 hours, I get 10 hours of sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, ever since you met me, you definitely don't go to bed early as, as often as I do. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to, oh my gosh, I literally got an email about liposomal vitamin C. <laughs> we were just talking about them. Ugh. Is there anything else you want to add on the subject or ask or like you you know you're going to do more research on or? I really, I don't know about research. Well, I wrote something down. I don't remember what I wrote. I am going to figure out some like good, like I'm going to take your suggestions and do find some like low intensity workouts. I'll definitely like try some with you because I think it would be good if I could get I would really like to be able to do more yoga and, like, clear my mind. Pilates is... I like Pilates a lot. So that might be a good one. I just, like, I'm someone... I will do... I will go hard, like, or, like, you know, do really well the first, like, half. And then I kind of just, like... I don't have as much effort put in for, like, the second half of the workout. And I feel like that's... I need to work on that. Yeah. That's definitely something. I, like, went through that. Like, I used... Man, I used to be so consistent with that like I push through the like end of a 30 minute workout like all the way through yeah and now I'm like struggling just to get like halfway through it but I'm finding I am not finding as much joy in my like exercise as I used to do you think that like loops back into anything where you said like you just feel like you're in a rut and like you feel like there's no point in doing it because you're not seeing any progress yeah I definitely feel like why if it if I'm not seeing any progress at all like why am I working like what what am I doing wrong yeah and so then I you know I rabbit hole into like a whole like why do I even do it because oh yeah why am I gonna put myself through that if nothing's gonna come out of it so you know what I I think would be like really like not fun but like informative is if for like not this week let's start next week um just because it's Monday but let's like both of us write down everything we rabbit hole for the week like where one little thing drives us down I think that would be so interesting because, like, you and I both do that. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the times we'll, like, text each other and be like, I'm spiraling. Home. Seriously, yeah. I think that would be, like, so interesting to, like, sit down and write down everything we spiraled on for the week. Yeah, I told Alan it was a joke. But I was like, why can't I be one of those people where, I, like, I'm I'm depressed and I don't eat? You know? yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's really bad. And I was a joke. 
but you know, I'm one of those people when I'm, I eat everything. That's my stress thing, but I definitely go into, and I don't know. Which is very common. Yeah. I don't know your validity on like seasonal depression. Oh yeah. But I definitely go through it. And it's oh, hardcore. I'm so, severe seasonal depression. It's hitting so early this year, I feel like. I think it's the rain. Yeah. So I'm, like, definitely feeling that. And the good thing is, is I've developed so many good healthy habits over the past, like, three years that I know that I'm not going to, like, give into it. And I'm going to claw myself out. It's just, like, heavy right now. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that this next week is going to be amazing when Alan's home and we have so many things planned that's I think will help me recharge. I definitely think as someone who's so like upbeat that I am talking about depression and talking about anxiety and talking about those sad moments is hard for me. And I think you do it like it's hard for you to talk about because you feel like you have to keep it together. Yeah. And Sometimes, like, I think, like, that breakdown is what you need. Like, that's where you get the light at the end of the tunnel. Not to say you need something bad to happen. But, like, right. sometimes you could just say, like, I, like, I've had enough. I need a chance to, like, fall apart. I need to be able to feel what I'm feeling without having to, like, hold hide it. behind it and hold it in. Well, and I think, like... Growing up, that was not something we talked about. And you're not, like, it was wrong to feel like that. Like, you should, you know, just be happy, essentially. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I'm glad I can recognize the signs and, like, try to pull myself out of it. But I, I'm i not allowed... I still feel... And it's not like anybody's making me feel... Like, I feel like I'm not allowed to feel it. Like No, and, like, that's so valid. Yeah. And, like, I think something that, like, for me is, like, recognizing the signs is not the same as helping yourself. Yeah. And, like, because I'm someone who can recognize the signs, but it doesn't mean I'll change anything. Yeah. Um... I just can't give into it, obviously, and I can't, like, I don't know what I necessarily need, but when it's just me with the kids, like, obviously I'm not going to, like, be depressed. Like, I'm not going to, like, lay in bed. You know, I have stuff to do, and so pushing it down makes it worse. Yeah. And it's, like... Maybe that's what you need instead of a day of sleep. It's a day for a MinTV. That is literally the plan. And -hmm. if I sleep for 24 hours, I will not be surprised. No, well, like, that's, like, like a I'm, lot of I'm, people, I'm as they exit fight or flight or fight modes, flight or fight or flight mode, <laughs> sleep for, like, days on end yeah. because it's just, like, how mentally exhausted you are. But, yeah, there's, like, definitely, like, there's a side of, like, mental health. Like, everyone wants to talk about getting better and wants to talk about the low lows. But no one wants to talk about, like, sometimes, like, you just have to let it out. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to wait for something to push you to that. Sometimes you can just say, all right, yeah. schedule a mental breakdown right, right. now. Yeah, and I, a lot of people just don't have that safe space to do it in. Yeah. And so I feel like I do. I just need to schedule the time. <laughs> well, no, and, like, I feel like, not to say, like, you don't, not to say, like, Alan creates this unsafe space, but I feel like you say, Alan's only home once a week. I need to enjoy my time with him instead of saying, okay, this is actually, like, my week off, mm-hmm. too. This is, like, the time that I have support. Yeah. And... <laughs> Like, this has nothing to do with, like, Alan and who he is. It has to do with, like, you feel like this is, like, your responsibilities to pack this with a venture for him and the kids and to do this and to do that and make make sure sure. he sees everyone. Yeah. And I feel like you have to, like, at one point, even if it's just one, like, one month every two or three months, say, okay, this actually week is, if Alan wants to take the kids and do whatever, he's more than welcome to, but this week is my week to, like, Mm -hmm. 
to have the break, to have the mental time yeah. I need. Because, like, I think what you'll find is if you do that, you'll need it less and less. Yeah. And, you know, like, I know I can say I'm always here for you as many times as I can, but it's, like, so different, like, versus, like, having, like, you know, your husband, because, like, I'm definitely someone who finds a lot of solace in my husband, like, around, but I am here for you. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're great. And so are our 13 and a half, no, I'm just I have no <laughs> idea how many active listeners we have right now. Um, but, yeah, do you have anything you add before I... No, I gotta go. I told her I was... <laughs> I was like, I'm about to leave. Just kidding. So, good podcast for Spiel. Follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review us. You can follow us on Instagram or TikTok, at Self Misguided Podcast. Uh, DM us, like us, give us feedback. We love to hear it, and we are listening. Let us know what you want to hear from us. Thank you for joining us, because at the end of the day, aren't we all self-misguided you're definitely getting to firsthand listen to Valencia and I's self misguided journey through like figuring out life. And I'm so happy I get to do this with you. <laughs> the best. All right. Bye.